And welcome to Eating Too Much with Tiff and Mandy. We are two lonely mouth former chefs who love and sometimes struggle with food. But mostly love. Yay! Yay! Um, so what do you think about the new format? What do you guys think? No, I mean you. Oh, me? <laughs> well, I don't know. I I need to listen to it. <laughs> I kind of like recording like with all the things, I, I don't feel as pressured to hit all the segments we've kind of developed as we've gone along. Yeah. Because yeah. I was looking at it. I'm like, is there a section we could cut out? But I like all this. I like talking about a TV show. I like kind of yeah. catching up with you. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the only thing is the making challenge. I'm just um, because I'm challenged with wanting to cook. So that was the only one that like looking back, I was like, do I want to still do like commit and then feel bad if I don't make something? That's really my one thing, but I don't know. I, I mean, it know. was always a making suggestion, <laughs> right? A making suggestion. And yeah, and I, I'm certainly happy to put things out that other people can try to and not necessarily feel bad if I don't do it myself, especially if it's something that I've made before. So. And you know what? I get three to four new recipes thrust upon me every week. So if we needed to, I could just drop one of those. I know. Well, it's ridiculous because I love food and I love recipes so much that literally like on my breaks at work and stuff, I, all I do is go to Pinterest and look at recipes. Like I just, <laughs> I love it. It's like, that's my relaxation. That's my meditation. It's so I'm like, Ooh, what are they going to do with this? What are they going to do with that? Or like I deep dive into someone's like food blog and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoy, I'm like a voyeur. I'm like, I want to see how everyone else is doing it. I just don't actually want to do it. I'll just make my same old stupid salad again. And I'll eat my salad and look at all these other. Yes. Well, yeah, I'll things. look at all this other shit while I'm eating my boring salad. That everyone else is making. Yeah. Yeah. So um, today we're going to talk about Top Chef episode two. Portland. Still in Portland. Still in Portland, so we've lost Roscoe. We have lost Roscoe, which makes me sad. With his bowl of fear. His bowl of fear. I want to go eat his barbecue. So he's like a pit master at one of the like best barbecue mm-hmm. places in the entire United States, somewhere in Alabama, which I'm not And it looked amazing, to. the clips from uh, his place. Like it looks like legit old school, like 30 plus hour smoking kind of barbecue. And I could see, and I'm sure he was trained doing other things, but I could see, it's kind of like watching, um, so you think you can dance and you'd watch like the audition of this like amazing modern dancer. And then, but they didn't do any other formats. And so it's like, as brilliant as you are, you need to be able to do ballet and tap and ballroom and yeah, it doesn't matter that you're like the most brilliant at this one thing. What happened to that show? I fucking love that show. I, I know. About I, think, it. I think COVID happened to that show. I loved that show and was so loyal to it. And But then it, um, as I was saying in the last episode, like I think Top Chef has gotten a little less produced or at least in some ways. I mean, it's still, it's like a walking advertisement. It's like, we're going to get into our electric BMWs and go to Whole Foods with our yeah. Pellegrino. <laughs> But um, they never pour Pellegrino with the label not perfectly square to camera. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But so you think you can dance like it just got so annoying to me that it was like every package and every dancer had this like, you know, traumatic story and 
to me, I was like, the dance is enough. Like, it's interesting enough to watch young people who are really talented do probably the biggest thing they've done in their life so far. Like, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to have so much story and so many packages that was just, it was just fake to me. So I don't know if more people felt like that, but certainly it didn't happen last year because of COVID. But the year before I stopped watching it, I watched like half a season and I was like, I'm so annoyed. I'm just annoyed with the whole thing. So I don't know if I'm aging out of it. If it's like, I'm old. Cause Evan and I like this year, you know, watching huh. we, Evan and I normally like, we'll watch every single Oscar contender. And then we always watch the Oscars and this year we didn't even watch the Oscars. We didn't Same. see half the stuff. And and a lot of the stuff we tried to watch, we couldn't even get through it. And I was like, are we old? Like, is that what happened? And I and I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Like Evan disagrees. He's like, no, they're just they don't know how to make <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I feel like every generation says this. Cause I mean, in the nineties, I loved everything I saw. Me too. <laughs> This year, I've, like, tried to watch a couple, you know how, like, movies will drop on HBO when they're released also, or Netflix, or whatever. Like, I've tried to watch a couple, and then, like, first of all, like you, most of them, when I was looking at the list of nominees, I was like, I've never even heard of these. (laughs) Yeah. Is it, I mean, it's probably also a byproduct of it being a pandemic, because I used to have an AMC Stubbs membership, and I'd watched, like, two to four movies a week in theaters me too i would go at least once a week to the theater and nothing now so i don't i mean and popcorn was only part of the equation so sometimes more than others but yeah sometimes more than others but yeah i don't i don't know it's it, it felt really weird and then like the academy awards came and went and i was just like meh and then i saw clips like the the first asian woman to win the right. director i don't know what her movie was i was like mm, oh I feel like it was no badland i was gonna ask you what did you like that you saw did you see anything i haven't seen anything okay nomadland is amazing was it okay nomadland yes you need to see nomadland was that the francis mcdormand one yes okay and that's, that's on my list actually chloe chloe zhao was the director and she won and rightly so it's it's amazing yeah she's yeah, chinese to- so that was a big deal I want you to watch it and then we're going to talk about it next time. Okay. What's Um, it on? Fuck. I'll find it. Yeah. It's on one of them. I know. That's another thing is I'm like, I feel bad for old people right now with all these different streaming services. I'm (laughs) 44 and I can't keep track. I'm like, it's either on Hulu or HBO or prime or Netflix. I can't keep track anymore. It's too many. And And it's also funny. And now it's like Paramount plus. Disney Plus, Apple, <laughs> like ah! so. There's there's so many, and there's probably like a fair group of friends. I'd say I'm signed into maybe six or seven different subscriptions on our living room TV, but we pay for I think three, and the okay. rest are like shared with friends. And then we do the same thing, you know, right? Um, and I mean that helps defray the cost. But we actually canceled and cut our cable bill, so we have no cable. Um, so for Tam's like brainless morning shows and that kind of stuff, she watches on low cast, which is like donation based. But if you just donate five bucks a month, they don't bother you about it. (laughs) So that's what she does. She just has it set up as a recurring. Yeah. So it's really interesting because I miss a lot of the regular stuff Yeah. that, and I, and I'm not up to date on commercials. Like the other day, yesterday I was texting the Fockers because I was watching 
something on the NBC. Oh, I was watching Top Chef on the NBC app that finally worked. <laughs> yeah. And um and it was like the it's talking about some I don't know if it's I don't even know what Google thing it was, but it's it's talking about this kid that was um it, they call them codas, children of deaf adults. And he's yes. like, both my parents were born deaf. I saw deaf. that too, yeah. And oh my sobbing. God, like a minute in, I'm like sobbing. I know, too. I know. <laughs> and it's Speaking just about which, staying connected and stuff. And I was just like, this is such a good commercial. <laughs> so yeah, so Nomadland is really good. Sound of Metal is also really good. But I mean, again, these are all Oscar movies. So they're they're hard to watch. You know, they're heavy. Yeah. Um, I also liked Pieces of a Woman. Um, again, hard. Like, I don't want to watch it again. Like, I actually started watching it from the beginning with Evan just because the filmmaking is so good. But I was like, oh, I don't. It's it's a tough movie, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, there's a couple other ones that I was like, oh, yeah, no, I really liked that one. Um, See, when I was watching a lot of movies, I could mix in the, like, heavy stuff with the, like, you know, Ant-Man kind of. Right. <laughs> and now I'm just like I don't I don't want to see the the heavy stuff I don't want to have you heard of blindness it's a no. it's a Broadway show right mm-hmm. now but it's one of the first ones coming back and it's oh at the yeah Ross I think Theater. yeah I've heard I've heard of it just in that context that they're like, mm-hmm. it's gonna be one of the first live productions yep and it's based on a book it's a small theater um I've been there before but you know we were looking at um you know do we want to go to some shows they have like pop-ups all over from music and stuff mm-hmm. but not um theater so much which i understand they're still trying to figure out how to do it safely right and um and i was looking at the synopsis and it's it's one you know like the critics awards it's one a few accolades and i'm just like i don't know if i'm ready for this because it's literally the premise is some like s- some western european city like a big city yeah um that there's an accident and then the person like a car accident but then like moments later the person goes blind yeah and it's they they realize that it's like a contagious blindness and so they start trying to like quarantine the newly blind people in these asylums and it's not it like doesn't it doesn't sound like far enough away from from covid for me to enjoy as entertainment so i'm just like you know i don't think i want to take an evening out of my vacation Mm -hmm. to to go watch this and then it's like you must be comfortable sitting in um complete darkness extended periods of complete darkness and i'm like i just don't want i want like visual distraction i want stuff that's gonna make me like right smile just absurdly ear to ear and you know like i i don't know it's I was like, I'm not ready for that kind of heavy. So that's also been part of what I've been struggling with, with watching these, you know, Oscar movies. Right. Because content wise, like so many of them have been about real world issues that need to be made and need to be represented. But that I'm just like, I'm just going to watch some shitty 20 20 minute tv program yeah yeah i know i'm having a hard time watching anything scripted right now i'm like i want my survivor i want my mtv challenge i want my top chef just like that's that's where i'm operating right now but i guess but i did i did see several things that i was like well i'm i'm glad i saw that like the performance was amazing or whatever but yeah you have to be in the mood you have to have enough yeah um, have enough endorphins going have enough serotonin to support the viewing 
and then watch something light afterwards or do something nice for yourself. Yeah. So, but Nomadland is like the lightest one, I would say. Oh, and okay. um, Minari. Oh. That's really good too. And that's not, that's not too heavy. What's that about? It's about a Korean family who immigrates from, um, I want to say like Oklahoma or something to California. Or no, maybe it's the opposite. They move from California. He wants to be a farmer. So basically he takes her out into like, he takes his family, okay. the, the dad, into the middle of nowhere. And he's trying to like realize his dream of being a farmer. Is this the one that like won a bajillion like independent yes, film the, festival the, awards? The woman who's the grandma in the movie, she won Best Supporting Actress. Okay. And she's hilarious. I, I, like, saw, I saw a write-up on this movie and it was like a must-see and whatever, but yeah. of course I haven't seen it. Yeah. So yeah, that's one you should see too. Is it kind of a feel-good at least or is it, it, does it have some aspects yeah, like it, of that? It, it, it ends very well, but it's not like um, you're not feeling happy the whole time, <laughs> but Got it's it. not like too dark. So yeah, so those two, Minari and Nomadland, Nomadland. you can do without feeling like you have to like brace yourself pieces okay. of a woman yeah not so much that's like it's dark <laughs> okay yeah i'm just gonna leave that off my list for now <laughs> yeah well it's problematic too because what's his face is the star and so oh what's his name god damn it child star and he just got accused of like assaulting women and oh shia labeouf Who's oh, amazing, what? by the way. He's an amazing actor. He's amazing in this movie. And the movie got completely overshadowed because, yeah, one of his ex-partners, like, completely um, brought up charges on, like, physical and sexual assault. And oh, when you Jesus. watch him in this movie, too, it's disturbing because he doesn't play the nicest guy. And you're like, oh, my God, are you just playing yourself? Like, what's even happening? And he's had some weird shit, too. I think he's got drug problems. That's, you know... Like, he's done some really baddie shit. I mean, just in years yes. past, not even recently. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, he's the rule, not the exception to um, fame when you're young. Child star. <laughs> the curse of child stardom. Exactly. Exactly. So, shall we talk about episode two? Let's. Top Chef okay. Portland. Yes. So, um, the quick fire, it looks like a diner. And they want to pay homage to the short order cook, which I think it, is very cute. The set looked so cute. It looked so cute. And there was like a big old panel. So a bunch of like returning players, returning chefs are there. And um, and it's kind of cool because they have to, the, 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 the chefs that are participating in the challenge, they have to hear one person call out their order and then they have to, whoever rings the bell, their first two bells, they get it. And then they are going to cook like head to head. And the risk is if you wait, you might end up like stuck with something really crappy. So you have to sort of like, or insanely difficult. Like yeah. what happened with Richard Blaze? Yes. <laughs> yes. That was just mean. Okay. So um, running through them, there yeah. was steak and eggs, which yep. that's pretty straightforward. Um, Perfect bite of dim sum. That would have just like my brain would have seized. Well, it was funny because no one hit their buzzers for no. like <laughs> a while. Um, shrimp and grits. Mm -hmm. Spam fried rice with kimchi. That wouldn't be eggs, terrible. Eggs and I, veggie hash. That wouldn't be terrible. Fancy toast. Wouldn't be terrible. Fancy toast is almost like one of those traps, though. 
It's like too easy. So it needs to be amazing. Yeah. And Kiki kind of did the very like played out like avocado toast. toast. So I could see why Brittany won because Brittany did more almost like a, like a croque monsieur kind of thing with like Mm -hmm. sauce and mushrooms. It looked amazing. Yeah. So that was smart. I thought. Um, what else? Spam and kimchi fried rice. And then the very last one. So the last two people that did not have a choice. It was corned beef hash over medium eggs with a hollandaise sauce. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and courtesy two, of Richard Blaze. And the two women that had the eggs and veggie hash, neither one of them got eggs onto the plate. One person, she didn't even hear that. There one, was yeah, egg. one just didn't even realize, even though it was written on the ticket. And she didn't look at it until she had like a minute left or less. She's like, well, I guess there's not going to be eggs. Yeah. And then the other one cooked the eggs and just couldn't get them on the plate in time. I know. Yeah, that's... um, Which I felt bad about. That's Dawn. I feel like eventually I'm going to like Dawn. So She's really hard on herself. She's very hard on herself. She's a little bit hard to watch. I was just thinking that, is that because she's so self-critical? Yeah, I think so. She's like so upset. It's like, she's not remembering like, this is a game on TV and like... Even and she's you, like an Olympian long jumper. Right. Like even if you quote unquote fail at one of these challenges, it does not really reflect on what you do professionally. You know, like this is a very, like you could take a bunch of people that are very good chefs and put them in this situation and they would be terrible. And it's still not like failing each particular challenge or not winning the challenge is still not a, you're definitely going home. Right. So it's not an end all. Right. Especially the kind of fires. Right, which is always the first challenge. Right, right. Um, which one of these would you have wanted the most and the least? Oof, just sheer volume. I mean, they only had 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Oh, 30 minutes? It was either 20 or 30. It was not a lot of time. It was not a lot. Yeah, I think that was part of it, too, is they were saying, like, short order cooks. Like, you have to, like, do it. Like, bam, 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 bam. Like, which right is away. not... Also not accurate not because in any short order situation, you have all your prep done. Exactly. Right. Your your potatoes are already cut and parboiled, I'm sure, or like par fried. And and you're literally charring them or finishing yeah. on the flat top or yeah. whatever. Like yeah, that's short order cooking. Your are already cooking. cracked or they're already scrambled in one bucket mm-hmm. and then you've got, yeah. Totally. Like your veggie hash, half your veggies are fully roasted already and you yeah. just need to like, yeah. Pancake so batter done. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, not exactly, but again, it's Top Chef. So Um, I actually think that I would have wanted to do um, either the um, eggs and veggie hash because I'm a big fan of veggie hash. Yeah. Um, But I would have been very tempted to mix some kind of meat element because even when I do like a veg heavy hash, I usually still have like chopped bacon or or some. Yeah, some sausage crumble or something yeah. like that. Um, the other thing I would have really wanted to do is the spam and kimchi fried rice and just mm-hmm. like add a bunch of other stuff to it because I grew up making that out of like fridge leftovers. So I'm really okay. comfortable with that. Okay. Um, I think the one I'd least want to do because of time and because right. of holy shit who you're cooking for right. is um, the two that I wouldn't want to do is a perfect bite of dim sum. Me too. And the corned beef hash yeah. with hash browns over medium eggs and hollandaise. I know. And I literally wouldn't even really know off the top of my head how to make a corned beef hash. Or I think I would end up with like a 
a chopped up meaty disaster. And then, I mean, a hollandaise you can do in a blender, I guess, but it's still like, if it doesn't taste just right, or if it breaks, or if it, you know, like you're fucked. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough one. What about you? And, um, well, steak and eggs would probably be what I would want the most, just because I know that I could actually do it. Mm-hmm. or the eggs and veggie hash or the fancy toast but I don't know I'm trying to think what I would do for the fancy toast to make it interesting I my like best I fancy toasts have been from made with components from leftovers oh interesting like, like almost leftover like an open face or... yeah, yeah. Like, like an open face situation yeah like some kind of melt or like sauteed broccoli and I think I might have like, oh, I have an interesting thought. So when I was in like a one weird stage of my disordered eating, I had this obsession with I would make sourdough toast. And this is when I wouldn't eat any fat. So I would I would not do that part. But I would take sourdough toast. And if I was feeling really generous, I would butter it like a little bit, probably with like light fake butter. And then I would put jam sounds terrible. and like the sugar-free jam, right? The like all fruit jam. And then I would uh-huh. take crushed pineapple and I would like drain it. So it was really dry. Like the and canned I, stuff. Yeah. The canned crushed pineapple and juice, but I would like drain the juice. So the pineapple was really pretty dry. And then I put that on top and then I put salt and then I would salt it and I would eat that and it tasted so good. So I would do a version of that, huh. but like a not crazy version. Like I would like grill some bread butter it and then um like make some sort of like a compote with like and maybe like grill some pineapple or something but something about like the texture the sweet and the the texture and then I would salt it so it was almost like a sweet but like not dessert right right I like when there's um the the bread needs to be grilled or broiled or some other way charred yeah but it also needs to I I need the top to be some juicy thing mm-hmm. either i was thinking like the i just did these mushrooms over polenta that was yes. like porcinis and button mushrooms and shiitakes and i threw in like a few different kinds of mushrooms and then i had never done it before but this recipe called for um so normally when i'm doing sauteed mushrooms to eat over something mm-hmm. or as the side of something i'll do like thyme a little marsala or sherry just yep. to take deglaze and then like hit it you know obviously salt pepper but like maybe like finish with a little butter and yeah you know kind of a very classic french treatment yeah this one called for those things but then a tablespoon of soy sauce Ooh. which i was like but then i was like oh because it came out really good yeah sort of like help the mushrooms caramelize yeah, and you really like used it as kind of a deglaze and I still just cuz I can't help myself. I I mean, I follow recipes but I really rarely follow them to the letter. Me too. So like I still threw some a splash of sherry in and uh-huh. I still like put some I had fresh thyme so I like chopped some in and then I put um cuz it was a mixture of um mushrooms so i had used dried porcinis that i had rehydrated okay and so i poured some of that mushroom liquor in too Yum. um 
but it was fantastic over over polenta so i'm like that would be something that i feel like would be awesome on toast but yes. i would want some kind of right like a binder you need something else you'd have the yeah. bread and you'd have the mushroom but then what would be the other maybe like some kind of a cheese sauce like i was thinking like heavy. i was thinking maybe under the mushroom like an herbed creme fraiche Ooh. or something like that like spread on the toast yep. or even a really good goat cheese like a creamy goat but but Not like herb it up so that there's something like bright, maybe some herbs and just some lemon, lemon zest. zest. See, we think oh, alike. Wow. That sounds so good right now. I'm getting really hungry. This is going to be a problem. <laughs> going to be a problem. So um, I Jamie, ate before potting today. I, I ate some leftover, the last of the leftover lasagna. And I was like, oh, this is bad. I feel like a nap. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is why I don't eat before, but. Now I'm getting hungry again. I know. I really wanted to eat before, but I didn't. But now I'm like really hungry. Um, so Jamie won with her shrimp and grits. Now, how do we feel about Jamie with the with the talk? With all the sound the, effects, I'm I'm annoyed. I it would be yet. it would be so annoying to work with her on a daily basis, but also she's the boss in her kitchen. So, I mean, she literally said like, "I'll say." You know, and then my yeah. sous chef will give me like a cutting board and my the blend set up the blender, and I'm like, I guess that's something you get used to. It's still kind of annoying, even when they're like, "How do you feel about this?" And she's like, "I'm just like," and I'm like, "Girlfriend, use your words." I know. I mean, I'll give you a pass if you have like Tourette syndrome or something, and that's just how it comes out. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, and I almost think too, it's like it. It could be not even her fault. It's the producers because they just keep talking about it. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. say it one time. Oh, that's a quirky thing that she does. And then like drop it. So I don't even know that it's her fault. Because They definitely have focused on it. They really have. It, and she's not like doing it loudly. So no, it's, it's really like to herself. And it doesn't seem to be distracting the other chefs. So I think, yeah, I think maybe it's like I'm unfairly not enjoying her because of that. Because I'm like, I don't think that they don't seem to be like, it doesn't seem to be a thing for them, but they're focusing on it so much that I'm little. Yeah. I think it's, it's more like, it seems like she's doing it under her breath, almost like to herself totally. constantly. Yeah. And that could be like her comfort, but the girl can clearly cook. Yeah. And she did like her shrimp and grits was like a gochujang shrimp. And I was mm. like, Oh my God, that looks so good. It looked so good. With those, like, I don't know what kind of shrimp they looked like giant golf shrimp yeah that were like they said they were cooked perfectly and had snapped to them i was just like oh my god well and she was she sort of struggled the first episode too and she's talked a lot about like just being just having so many nerves so i was really mm -hmm. happy for her that she got that win you could tell she was surprised because i think she's not quite like in her body yet she's still so up in her head like holy shit mm -hmm. i'm on top chef and i'm on tv and i'm supposed to do all this crazy stuff and i don't have any time to think about anything and so She's one of the ones, too, that's, like, shaking, like, in yes. the last countdown of the yes. of the cooking time. Yeah. So I was happy for her. But, oh, man, I would eat almost everything. Yeah. I mean, nothing looked terrible at all. It all looked good. I just, I can't yeah, think of overall, I'm just really impressed by the, the quality of, of shifts. Oh, yes. What's that one white guy's name? He's, like, tall. The one that, that worked for Tom? Yes. That is uh, Gabriel. 
Gabe. Yes. Okay. He's like the closest to annoying me. Yeah. I did not like how he was with Dawn at all with her ribs. Yeah. I'm like, dude. That was super controlling. And I was like, yeah, you, I was like, you look like a toxic male right now. So, yeah. And like, if you look at each of the group things, because then I thought back to like, episode one i think he was with like two other guys and he or maybe a guy and a girl and i don't even remember what they did but i felt like he immediately was like okay we're gonna do this and this and just like took the lead yeah which is great in some situations but it's like you really need to be collaborative in a lot of these things and i was trying to make myself like him in that he gave up his protein Mm -hmm. right and that sounded like a fart that did (laughs) i didn't hear it (laughs) It was like, I don't know if it was a, it could have been like a, a squeaky door or something. And I'm oh, like, no, I missed it. <laughs> Maybe you'll hear it on the playback. Oh, good. We'll have to make a mental note at about okay. 28 minutes. Mental note. Um, but yeah, so it's, that's like the only person I always want to say character, but I know they're competitors, right. contestants. Right. Um, but he, that's the only one that's like maybe kind of i'm like shut up dude i know and also his food doesn't interest me that much i'm never i'm not like a big fine dining like i don't look at it and go i want to eat that Hmm. see i like fine dining but some of his stuff i'm just like it's like it's him it's not the food like i would eat his food and totally like probably love it right but he like i think one of them like the group was questioning something he was doing and he's like oh, he well you know down... i worked for tom kaluki yeah though. no he put er- he put an herb down and then someone took it off thinking it was a mistake and he's like no 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 i put that down you know yeah like i worked for tom and she's like well we didn't yeah and i'm like okay you worked for tom so what right you're not so right i now. don't know yeah he's like no that's how tom does it and i'm like but they're not they're that's you're not in his restaurant right now yeah that's that's neither here nor there that's just a i don't know it felt like a um an ego point he needs to calm down yeah so jamie won the shrimp and grits for that short order quick fire so she has immunity she has immunity but still got paired up because the elimination challenge was a paired challenge yep which they didn't know at first, so they thought... Which is insane. They were either going to... So Portland is famous for its coffee and its and its beer. It's like iconic Portland breweries. brews. Yep. And so they had to draw knives to determine whether they're going to be cooking with coffee or with beer. But then the twist was when they got to their actual place where they were going to cook, he's like, I'm pairing you up. So they had to, so they had to create a dish that paired coffee and beer, which sounds very challenging. It did sound challenging. Have you cooked? I've cooked with beer. I have not cooked with coffee. I have cooked with coffee, but mostly in a rub situation. Yeah. I've used grounds like for big pieces of meat. So okay. not in like a plated, like, like a fine dining situation. Yeah. And it's such a specific flavor that can go so many different ways based yeah. on the coffee it is. Yeah. Because if you think about it, I mean, coffees can taste anywhere from, you know, fruity, fruity chocolatey. Yeah. To like sour. Yeah. To bitter. Yeah. Like it really runs the gamut. Even the like not even talking about like different roasts, but even like how you handle it and how it's 
cooked and how it picks up with the stuff around. I don't know. And then I feel like it's the same with beers. Like as a non-drinker, I'd yeah. be really having a hard time with that just because it's like, I mean, you've got all the different flavor profiles. Do you go with something really hoppy? Do you go with right. some, like what goes with coffee? Yeah. And then they all shopped for their thing that they thought they were doing, not pairing with someone. Right. Yeah. I still don't really understand how to cook with alcohol, like with wine or with beer. Like I never know. Cause I usually use it for like a slow braise and most of the time it's really good, but every once in a while, like it'll taste for me too alcoholic still. Like I feel like maybe it just needs more time. So yeah, that's what I think. But I'm like, what's the magic time? Is it two hours? Is it four hours? Like, so I find my favorite ways to use alcohol. Like I always have a bottle of sherry on hand or Marsala. I use them Mm -hmm. interchangeably. Um, I know they're a little on the sweeter side. Um, Sherry's a little drier. Um, And then if we have, because. I don't drink wine, but my wifey does. And if we have like red wine or white wine, a lot mm-hmm. of times for white wines, um, we'll actually have champagnes or Proseccos open. Yeah. And so when I use like a splash or like something less than a half a cup or like four yeah. ounces ish, yeah. that's usually something that I use in a deglaze situation to start right. a sauce. And then it never tastes super alcoholic because most of it evaporates and you yeah. just get that like hint of right that warmth. Um. But in those situations where you put like a whole bottle or like a couple bottles of of beer. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that needs to really have like a heavy undertone of like bone in meats or be Mm -hmm. like a giant shank or pork butt or some, you know what I mean? Yeah. And really needs to have like a lot of other aromatics and things. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've seen like red wine chicken recipes and I'm like, I'm terrified. Yeah, like a Coco Vaughn, like a yeah. classic kind of. Yeah. Like I Usually like I won't use like red more. wine unless it's like if I'm doing like lamb shanks or like braised right, oxtail or something right, like or that. Right, like short ribs, yeah. Or short ribs. Yeah, something that's like big, heavy, meaty flavor that's going to cook for a while that right. also has like four, five, seven, eight kinds of vegetables and yep. garlic and like the kind yep. of things you throw a bay leaf into. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> bay leaf friendly recipes so anyways that was my big tangent yeah so i would have definitely been intimidated especially yeah that's a hard one i would have been like i don't fucking know what to do with this coffee and because it's an elimination challenge but it's a team challenge they're like make sure like a component speaks very clearly that it's yours right so that was also I don't know. You can't really just, you kind of really had to come together and make something totally new, which is, I think where Sasha and what's her bestie's name. Shit. I'm blanking. Brittany. Um, I think that's where they went wrong because their dish tasted like pieces of other dishes just put into one dish. But it did sound when they were talking about it, it sounded like it was going to work. I agree. Yeah. Which is what they said. They're like, it seemed like it should have worked, but then it clearly didn't didn't. because no judges liked it. Well, the coffee crumble didn't look good. I was like, that looks like it would taste burnt and bitter. Agreed. So that definitely looked like a misstep to me. You know what I was just thinking? I was like, why did I have, because I I use... espresso and but that's mostly in making chocolate stuff yeah me too baked stuff yeah in which case you don't taste it Uh uh-uh it just sort of it creates more depth in the 
judges it. Yeah. Um, what about, I'm trying to think the one, what there was the one where like the lobster was stuffed into like, Oh, a chili relleno. Yes. That, that looked amazing. Like really good idea. Yeah. That, that was... looked really good. And the sauce they had, mm. I don't even remember what they put all in it, but yeah, Me it was either. like, he's like, I usually do this and stuff it back into the lobster tail, but I'm just going to, we're just going to stuff it into her pepper that she had for her chili relleno. Yeah. And it was... looked amazing. It was beautiful. That was Nelson and Maria. Yes. Oh, and they were speaking Spanish to each other. And she's like, it felt so, so good. She goes, it felt like when you have to pee for an hour and then you go. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're just like, oh, feels so good. But I get that, you know, like. I totally get that. I also feel like low key, she's, she's like such a crier and they haven't really like highlighted it, but you see her after every challenge. She mm-hmm. Like she's actually sobbing. Yeah. Like just big nerves, crocodile sure. tears like, oh i think it's God. relief totally yeah totally she's another one i think i'm gonna end up liking her but i'm like i'm not warmed up to her yet i think she's very like this is who i am once yeah and i i respect that i don't I know do I don't, it doesn't bother me at all um but yeah she's not immediately a favorite or anything but i feel like she's gonna go far because she clearly too. can cook I mean, I mean, I keep saying that, but they can all clearly cook. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Yeah, they really can. The ones that I don't feel like, I guess I don't want to say any spoilers. There, there, there's some that I'm like, I don't think they're going to go the distance. But. Um, oh, like in the next couple episodes? Or are you yeah, conjecturing? Uh, yeah, forward? I was going to mention some that I don't know, but then I was going to group it with some that I do know. So I'm not going to say anything. Don't say anything. Never mind. So episode two, bye, Sasha. Yeah. Not super sad about that. Yeah. So yeah, Brittany and Sasha's dish was on the bottom. And then did you think it was right to send her home? Yeah, because of the coffee crumble. Yeah, because of the the crumble. I agree. That like I think that was their whole point in make a make sure the components like are very very clearly yours or right. I mean, there was one in the first episode, they were like, who cooked the fish? And they're like, we all did. Because like one of them put it in the pan, one of right. them flipped it, one of them glazed, glazed it. it. But it was like, they they clearly took parts and ran with it. Oh, yeah. That was another thing. I didn't like how Don like yelled at Jamie for glazing the. the oh, yeah. And I was like, She's I like, didn't I... even see that you'd like not be happy with that. But to be like, fuck you, fuck it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is like. That's a lot. It was over the top. And she was like, you know, you assume that nobody would put glaze on the skin side of a fish. I'm like, dude, like it was a mistake. Get over it. You can't change it. You can't redo it. No. Mm -mm. Yeah. But they even did like a separate like interview segment about that glazing the skin side. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It still looked really good. I get what she's saying, obviously. I get what she's saying, too. And I wonder if Jamie, I guess that's the part that was sort of a mystery. I'm like, did Jamie get that? Or did like, did she just like have a brain fart? Did she have the, the ghost fart? I mean, I have to. <laughs> 28 minutes. I'm going back to listen. Um, no, it's, I almost feel like, I mean, I've had some fish at some amazing restaurants and had sauced skin okay. and been like, oh, that's too bad. You can tell that was crispy at first. Right. And it's like, okay, fine, I don't eat the skin. Like, right. you know. Right. Not but the end of the world. 
I also feel like when it's this kind of competition and really high pressure, I could see where like one little component like that could make the difference. Right. Between your dish being the best or not. Yep. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I agree. She overreacted. Dawn yeah. did. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> maybe that was like her breaking point. Cause Jamie had been like, zip, zip, zip. maybe, <laughs> maybe all over the kitchen. <laughs> I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. So. Um, but those ribs that Gabe and Dawn put up, holy shit. Those looked so good. I wanted that. I really, yeah. And I wanted to try them too, because what Gail said about like them being so rich, but also like they didn't feel light and they didn't eat greasy. And I'm like, how do you, do how that? do you do that? How do you do that? But I know what she's saying. <laughs> like, do you? I do. Okay. I mean, I can think of a handful of times that I've had like elevated ribs and it's like, oh yeah, this is different. I've had a beef rib like that. I haven't had a pork rib like that. Pork rib, it's like been really fucking good, but I'm like, this is definitely fatty and delicious and amazing. I've had the exact opposite. I've had a pork rib like that, but not a beef rib. Like a beef rib, it's like by the end of the one full rib you're eating, you're like, okay, I'm done. Your lips are shiny. (laughs) Yeah. You don't need chapstick. There's like definitely some on my cheeks. Yeah. (laughs) we call like that the grease. dogs really want to lick me after. <laughs> we call that grease in your crease. <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound right. I know. Wait, who we? Me and Evan. Because okay. I think time, one of us, one of us, like had like had, we're eating ribs and like like literally like in a crease, like oh like a smile line, like somebody had like <laughs> sauce or grease. I forget who made it up because now it's just like, you know, it's, That's just amazing. A, it's just folklore. So we were like, you got grease in your crease. <laughs> That's amazing. That's reason to love us. Um, yeah. So. So that was episode two. That was episode two. I'm really getting into it. I'm glad you suggested it because Top Chef was so off my radar. Um, Which surprises at this point. me. I feel like it would, that's so in your, it's not in, I would think it was totally in your wheelhouse. You would think. Never, ever miss a season, ever, ever. You would think. What? <laughs> How come? I don't know. It's, it's just one of those things. Okay. I don't know. I've, I think it's also like, well, no, I was going to say it's because of not watching, um, as much food stuff but we watch tons of food stuff yeah (laughs) so i don't know yeah and we watch tons of competition shows like that's one of the places where our venn diagram of tv watching um comes together in the middle nice it's like food competition shows or like home improvement competition shows well and also i feel like this is one of the better ones like i don't actually have to feel guilty watching you know i'm like top chef's Mm -hmm. a classy reality show yeah, and it's like one of the OGs, you know? Mm-hmm. It's definitely not like just jumping on the bandwagon and they're like throwing random shit at them because it's trying to get ratings or trying for wow factor or trying to, you know. I think it's about the food. It's about like actual challenges that are, yeah. I mean, not realistic, but still more about how how they can handle uh, finagling the food. Agreed. Finagle, what a weird word. Finagle. I'm I'm into wait, is it finagle or finagle? I thought it was finagle without another N. Oh fuck. Tell us, dear listeners. 
all three of you. I'll have to look it up. Um, you're going to have to help me with the rest of the segments because for some reason I didn't print my, all my sheets didn't print. And I'm afraid to start my Firefox that's going to like do something bad to the recording. Don't do it. Okay, so are we done with Top Chef? I think so. So season three, um, no, episode, episode three. Episode three, next time. Next time. Got mm-hmm. it. So we were going to do Scrummy versus Crummy. Right. You had a suggestion, but then I didn't know if just you wanted one. to do. Just pick one. Just okay. Pick one. It's your, it's Tiffany's choice. Edamame. Perfect. Um, what do you think? I personally love edamame when I'm eating it out of the pods that are slightly salted. Yep. I can literally eat those forever. Eat those forever. Yeah. I like would buy the frozen bags of lightly salted edamame uh-huh. in shell at Trader Joe's. Uh-huh. And then I would just like buy it and then like put it on my desk uh-huh. for the morning. And then by lunchtime, they're defrosted. I don't even microwave them. Yeah. They're just like to. not frozen anymore. Yeah. And I, I will eat all of them. Me too. I find, and I find the it texture really satisfying. And it's the... satisfying when they pop out of the pods. It's yep. satisfying. It's yep. comforting. It's food and it's an activity. And it slows me down. Right. It's also, though, like one of my least favorite as of last week when my wife had a <laughs> it was a soba noodle salad recipe that okay. called for two cups of edamame. Yeah. But I had the edamame that she was trying to use up in our house was edamame in the shell. Okay. Oh, so I had to so sit there. Pop, pop, pop. And pop out. And then like sometimes it goes flying. Yeah. <laughs> And I had to sit there and pop out. I think for like a solid 40 minutes, I was popping at a mommy's out. And I was like cursing and pissed. And like, finally, I like put in headphones and was like listening to a podcast. Yeah. You're so brave. I just would have gone gone to the store and been like, I'm just getting a bag of frozen, unshelled. Oh, no. So our, because we'll have like one to two novel recipes that just sound good. And then a couple that are using up things that we have in the freezer or things that we have just that we need to get rid of because they're going to going to turn or mm-hmm. so we'll like try to use those up in a couple recipes. And so the point is to not buy. <laughs> and that was to get rid of um, well, you already had. a couple bags of frozen edamame that I had bought because they were on sale at the Japanese market. So I I brought this to the scrummy versus crummy table because I, yeah, I'm curious what other people think who are listening. Cause I assumed I'm like, what's not to love. And I made like an Asian or not Asian, like a Thai crunchy salad with like peanut dressing with like cabbage and green onions Ooh. and pickled red onions Yum. and all kinds of veggies and cucumbers and, um, and edamame. And I took it over to our neighbor's house and I was the only one that ate, like everyone else left the edamame like on their plate. Oh, they ate the rest of the salad, uh-huh. but left the edamame? Yeah. So I was like, is it, a, and I should ask them, like, I haven't yet, but I'm like, was it a texture thing? Was it, I was like, am I the only person that likes edamame? <laughs> What's going That's on? That's so bizarre. Isn't I love them. Yeah, um, I find it really like satisfying because it's not it's not quite a bean, you know, it doesn't have the beanie thing going on, but it's but it's softer than like a raw veg. And I just I right. find the texture really pleasing. I do too, but I think that it might be one of those things because like when you said that, it reminded me of when I used to eat Italian chopped salads and end up with like a little pile of garbanzo beans. Okay. Which strangely a year or two ago I started eating. 
like in their raw form and it's not the flavor because i fucking love hummus it's the texture it's the texture when they're not like i love them when they're roasted right or like sauteed in a dish or right otherwise cooked and softened yeah. but it's that texture where they kind of break yep. in a gritty way yep yep which i can see i mean edamame is a little softer but it can kind of do that same right. you can have that little bit of a shell up. that might be there or it might not or some of them are whole or some of them already came out of their shells and there's like two little halves right right yeah but i mean i really enjoy the flavor of edamame and i i find it goes with all the things you were just saying yeah that slaw salad too. situation and the color's pretty so it's so pretty yeah it's a little green polka dots everywhere yeah i'm a fan i really want to eat that sal- that sounds so refreshing yeah when i was chefing i would make that salad all the time and then i had this other salad that i called the green salad and it was like i made like a cilantro lemon vinaigrette and then it was Ooh. couscous and then it was like all green so it was edamame pistachios green onions celery um i don't remember what all else you had me tell celery okay it's not that i don't like celery it's that in salad situations i feel like when i'm eating a piece of celery that's all i can taste okay i can see that it is it's definitely a strong celery is one of the few things that i actually don't like to buy organic because i find the organic celery is too strong very strong too strong so, and I cut it really, really, like I cut the rib down once. So it's two long halves. And then I like very, very thinly slice it. Like I don't want a chunk of celery in my salad. Oh, see, I'll put celery in like chicken salad or whatever, but, but I do it in like, I'll cut the rib into like five strips and do like a mince almost. Wow. That's impressive. And I literally use maybe one and a half stocks in yeah. like... <laughs> a giant bowl you know what i mean yeah and it's mostly almost for crunch totally yeah i mean it's, it's kind bigger. of an amazing vegetable i'll eat it like you know with peanut butter or mm-hmm. whatever and that's like fine it's not that i don't like the flavor it's that in a salad situation when i want everything to taste good together like yeah. when you crunch down on that celery that's what i taste yeah that's like fighting the other stuff but otherwise, that sounds really good. The couscous that you use is the Sorry, tiny one couscous. or Israeli? No, it wasn't couscous. It was quinoa. I'm totally lying. Oh, okay. It was quinoa. And it okay. was just sort of like what I do is I make a big batch of it and take it to my clients. And then what they do is they take like a scoop or two out. I'd give them an extra thing of dressing. And then I would say, put this over greens. And so it was basically it. the idea was like, this is a lunch that you can have. It's got tons of veggies in it, tons of protein. It's not going to go bad. It was like, it, it would hold really well in the fridge for like five or six days. And then I would say, just put, you know, put it with fresh greens or, or have it with a piece of salmon mm-hmm. and like they, they would be done. Like it's your grain component, your starch almost. Yeah. And I would like dress it enough that it would be like moist, but not wet because then all the vegetables would get gross. I also don't like when it's not dressed at all. Like some no. people eat quinoa like you would eat white rice. And I'm like, I don't like it like that. Mm-mm. I need no. it to be seasoned. Right. And if you do it just right, yeah, then it's sort of like it's marinating and it actually like gets better. Like the flavor gets better Agreed. as the days go on. But you don't want it And to I think like it has that. a really great earthy flavor, a nutty like mm-hmm. flavor, but I just think it needs to be seasoned for whatever Agreed. reason. Everything needs because I don't I don't think that rice needs to be seasoned. I mean, unless you're oh like making fried rice or something. If I make a pot of white rice, I don't need it to be seasoned. Oh, if I'm eating it with my 
Chinese food or something. That's true because there's there's so much. Salt. Maybe yeah, maybe because yeah. you eat it with other things that are saucy and salty and. I'm kind of addicted to just seasoning everything, even if just a little bit. Like Evan doesn't like his eggs seasoned. He wants to season them after they're cooked. And I'm like, that's just weird to me. I'm always that's like, weird to me too. I always put a little bit of like salt and pepper, like in this, my scramble before it hits the heat or like as. The yeah. I like frying, beat it in with it. I do. the. Little I usually beat a little, beat it in with it. And then Tam usually finishes with more, but um, I, I like to cook my eggs when they're cooking. I mean, season my eggs when they're cooking. I like to cook my eggs when I'm cooking them. Cooking your eggs when you're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title. Okay. Called it. Um, do you have a making challenge? We can skip it. Yes. So my making challenge actually goes into my final morsel. Last morsel. Okay. Is it last or final? I never remember. It's final sounds so final. It's last, <laughs> it's last, last morsel. <laughs> so um, same dinner. At, at our neighbor's house who they're moving back to Indiana. And I'm very, very sad. This is the oh, family no. that we've gotten through the quarantine with them. Yeah. You guys do all kids. those things with them. And... They homeschool. We homeschool. Yeah. They're going back. Cause she's, she's having her fifth baby. Oh Jesus. And right now, like they're in a very unique situation. Cause as you probably know, the housing market is bananas pretty much everywhere in America, mm-hmm. but basically they're going to be able to, make a huge profit on their house right now and they already own a home in indiana like they already own it oh are they so do they have family there still and stuff they have all their family there um their house is already paid for they had um some family was actually renting it but they don't need to rent it anymore so it's just sort of this confluence of events where they can like that makes sense it makes total sense so like i'm really sad but i'm also really happy for them and also they're over the heat you know they they came from indiana and this was sort of like their big California experiment. And they're like, it is hot as hell. It's interesting. They went to like the desert. I know. Well, it was for a job for him. Oh, okay. So that's why they picked like this specific. Yeah. I don't think got they it, would just it. like looked on a map and be like, let's go where rocks should live. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's an interesting choice yeah. coming from the Midwest. Cause I feel like, I feel like in the Midwest, most people like want to go coastal or right. want to go, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just a stereotype in my head. So, um, so we're trying to spend as much time as we can together before they leave. And so when are they leaving? Well, they, their house just got listed today and, um, they have already had offers all week before it was even listed. Like it's insane. It's insane. Like I, I actually have several friends that are moving right now and the, and the prices that they're getting for their homes are like double, if not more what they paid (laughs) That's insane. It's really crazy. So and it's, the, it's tempting I mean, for I assume, us. We're like, we're, we're like, we'll sell our house. But I'm like, where would we go? We have nowhere to go. Right. I mean, it helps that they already own something. Right. Elsewhere. And they own something where the market's very different. And like where mm-hmm. that money that they're going to make in this house is going to go a lot further. Yeah. So um, anyways. Especially with a fifth kid. Shit. Especially with the fifth kid. I mean, that's amazing for them, but that sounds like a nightmare for me. <laughs> yeah. Five kids. I know. You're so outnumbered. Yeah. You know? I know. Like, how but do they you have get a team? It? I mean, I have a few friends that have big families like that, and it's like, 
it's less overwhelming than you think. I mean, I've you know, it, every family's different, but what I will say is I've spent a lot of time with this family and it feels a lot less chaotic in their home than other homes that I've been to where there's only been one kid or two. So it really just depends on hmm. the parents' temperament, the kids' temperament, how everything is run. You know, um, big families, like if you're a big family and you're not um, wanting to kill yourself, they, I noticed that they really, they become like a team. Right. And, and they just naturally, there's natural helpers that help the other ones. Not like in a, like you don't get a childhood way. You know, it's not even necessarily the oldest ones. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's weird how it sort of like works out. Hmm. I would never want to do it. Like I don't have the temperament <laughs> for it, but I see people that I'm like, it's clearly working and I see why it works for you. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, Anyways, they, so Heather makes these amazing burgers with a jalapeno drip jam. And so that is my last morsel and also my making challenge. So it's, it's a recipe that um, is from the Magnolia table cookbook. So I think that's like Chip and Joanna Gaines or Joanna Gaines Mm -hmm. or whatever. So I'll, I'll post it um, on our Insta, but it's, it's amazing. And it's basically like butter and onions and sugar and jalapenos (laughs) and you cook it down and it's like it's but it's not too sweet and it's spicy and it you basically make this like condiment that you put on burgers and you put it on that burger you don't want ketchup you don't want mustard she just does the jalapeno drip jam with like and then she does a slice of like an heirloom tomato and fresh arugula on a on a grilled bun stop it so good oh that sounds good and the burger is seasoned perfectly so so it's jalapeno i mean i see jam and i think sweet but it sounds more savory than sweet yeah it's not like like the yeah the onion i think helps to make it more savory there's no garlic in there like the recipe itself looks really really simple so i think it just must be that the ratio it's like this is sort of like a top chef thing too. It's like, it's not so much that that things don't have sugar in them, but there's a difference between something that has sugar in it and something that eats sweet. This does not eat sweet. What you taste is you taste like flavor, heat, like a stickiness, but it doesn't feel like you're eating like dessert on a burger. Okay. I think also because I think the jalapenos are pickled. So then you're getting, so the, the sugar is uh, okay. balancing the the pickle. Are you pickling taste... them or are you buying like a pickled? No. Yeah. I think it's literally like the, just a jar of pickled jalapenos. It's super easy. I have some favorite ones. Oh, you do. From TJ's. Okay. She probably uses those too. She loves Trader Joe's. I don't know which ones she uses. Um, so my favorite, favorite ones are the hot and sweet because they are just like they sound hot and sweet. Mm. Um, the ones that are like more middle of the road and you can use them for all kinds of stuff or the pickled and fermented. Okay. I think both would probably work well. The okay. The hot and sweet are more spicy. Okay. But this sounds like the, it would tone it down just in the yeah. cooking of it. Yeah. So it sounds like that might be a great fit. Yeah. This sounds like something I need to make. I think so. Yeah. Oh, oh no they did so good though they did so good <laughs> they did really good i actually hear at least three or four other dogs barking in the alley and oh. i don't know where else but 
It's a big I can hear to them. do. Something's happening out there. It's a big to do. Rocky, by the way, just a quick dog check in. He's he's eating his food now. Like every once in a while, he'll leave like five pieces or something. So it must just be <laughs> a little weirdo. I know, but it's so cute when he does it because he stands right at his bowl and he looks at the food like, but I want to eat you. Does Peanut never come over and just be nope. like, I'll take those? Nope. No. Nope. He's like, that's my brother's. That's not so he sees it yeah. and respects that it's not his. Yeah. And also, he's not, Peanut's not as food motivated as Rocky. Like, that's so like, weird though rocky eats, all of a sudden it's just like i know i mean my girls would eat until they barfed yeah i mean it was like the time stella got into the salamis i just brought back from new york and she like unwrapped them from um it was a plastic bag that then had a paper bag that was taped up that then had butcher paper wrapped wow. Um, saran wrapped and butcher paper again and it was all unrolled like she didn't chew off an end or something that's impressive and she ate like two and a half salamis and then like could barely move and her belly was like on the ground and she's still like we came in the door and I was like oh god and I saw the salami and she saw us and she like lunged for the salami but just couldn't move to get to it she still wanted it wow yeah so anytime if our girls don't want to eat and it's only happened one time i like took stella immediately in right and she was in the hospital for like two and a half days oh my gosh yeah just a horrible gi infection anyways <laughs> nothing to do oh with anything gosh. but i mean like i can't imagine leaving like five morsels of food <laughs> i know well and a couple times it was even more than that but and he's not doing it every meal he's not doing it every day it's very strange but yeah then i always assume that about them too because they're just always they just always seem hungry they always seem like they want to eat everything that we're eating but and they're so active your yeah. guys yeah huh so I know. And that he's not like losing weight or anything? No. No. In fact, they're like up uh, just a little bit. I if you offer it to him like 20 minutes later, does he want it? Yeah. In fact, the other day when he didn't, when there was like literally five left, I was like, well, you know what that means? Sometimes I'll just like, sometimes Ian will feed them and they'll be like, 10 pieces just on the counter because he's just messy and so i'll just throw them and like wait for them to notice you know <laughs> like like an easter egg hunt and um so you I don't have any ant problems clearly <laughs> no no but there was a roach in my bathroom the other day and i was like <gasps> no oh my god that's the worst i know it hasn't you're like where did you come time. from don't well, tell your roaches, friends they love it here they love the desert and they're like I guess they're not the quote unquote bad ones because my friend Heather was saying there's like the kind of roaches that we get out here in California are actually like water roaches. So oh, the not giant the, ones? Yeah, they're not the, they, so they, they want water. They're like not the ones right. that like climb up walls and like go into in the thousands. food and then like multiply. So apparently those are a thing back where they live. They're called German roaches and she oh. has told me horrible tales. Well, you see the giant ones here on the sidewalk. Like, they get stepped on all the time. They're not right. fast. They're no. not any – they just want water. Right. Exactly. So – because I haven't seen – because we get sprayed once a month because between us being in the desert, they like the heat, and then we're on the golf course that gets watered all the time. Mm, it's like mm – -hmm. so we automatically get sprayed every month. So I literally haven't seen one in this – like, inside the house for, like, four years. And so it was very wow. weird. I'm assuming it came out of, like, my sink or something. Yeah, probably. And it was dying. It was like on its back, but I was like, nope. 
So I called my guy. I'm like, come right now and spray inside of all the sinks. And Ugh. I know. It's still just like, you're uninvited. Intruder. I know. It's just creepy. And then you're just like, are there more? Where are they? And I can't say that. Mom. Right. Ugh, yeah. That's... And not knowing how they got in, too. That's the other part. Yeah. I always want to know. I'm like, did you tell hole? your friends? Is it something that's like a big welcome sign that right. other ones are going to come in? Right. Do you ever What's get happening? them? Um, we had them, a, I want to say maybe like two, three years ago. Okay. But it was because our basement crawl space was flooded and nobody knew oh. and so like, almost on an every other night basis i would find one and right. thankfully they're very solitary creatures types. yeah but i got so good at like because i didn't want to smash them because they're fucking huge and gross yeah so i got really good at catching them in a tupperware and then i would take them like two blocks over and, and leave them there but then oh. i would throw away the tupperware so i went through so many tupperware <laughs> They're just dying a very slow, painful, suffocating death. No, no, no. I open the Tupperware and then like throw them out. Right. But then you're like, I'm not going to like use this Tupperware now because it's the right. Because it's like, that's what I'll forever think of. Like in a corner, (laughs) I was like, that's kind of dark. (laughs) It's like in a sealed tomb. It's like, yeah, I'll put you here where your friends can see what happens if they. (laughs) Right. That's some karma right there. Oh my oh, gosh. That's funny. All right. Well, I think we did it. I We're just we over an hour. I think Yay. that still counts. Yep. Um, yep. so again, let us know what you think. What is it? Rate, review, subscribe. Yes. Tell your friends. Right. Yeah, do all those things. And and follow us on Instagram at eating too much pod. And email us your random food thoughts at eating too much pod at gmail.com. And just keep eating. Too much. Bye.